Okay, everyone. Hello again. Uh, yes, uh, the noise from the abyss. It's been quiet for a long time, but this is finally episode 31 of FIA Goes PC. And today, especially today, we're going to kick off what I could say is the relaunch of this amazing podcast with a sponsor. Yeah, a sponsor. Can you believe it? We're that good. Um, anyway, our sponsor list, this is really for all of you guys in the Reno area, so in Nevada area of the USA. So if you're in Vegas, wherever, somewhere in Nevada, or even on the West Coast, or even national, it doesn't matter, because we've got the best, and we're bringing you the best. It's O-Graphics, and they are a full-service marketing consultancy, and it's based in Reno, Nevada. Yes, so this episode is brought to you by O-Graphics, and I am glad, 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 glad to be back. It's been a long time. It's been longer than a week, I think, last time I checked. I mean, I don't check often, and I sleep quite a lot. But I am back, and I, as always, I'm your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale, and I am here with our producer, Winifred Mark. Say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's things? Good. It's been a while. Long while. Yeah. Mm. You've been living in a tree? Um, I moved, I moved trees. Okay, that's good. You Different can never. Well, you should never be in uh, in in one tree for too long. You got to branch out. So uh, yes, it's just us, or is it? I don't know because too due to popular demand, at least four people. I don't know. Uh, we've brought him back. He's back. He's no longer stuck. No, no, he's no longer stuck at work in Frankie and Venice. No, no, no. He's back here with us, and he is, of course, the very infamous, notorious. Unicorn Slayer. Say hello. Hello. It's nice to be back. What an intro. Thank you. That's a great intro. Who are these four people? I want to meet them. Um, well, I don't know. Most of them are arrested, I think. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah. you've got a lot of fans in jail, yeah, so yeah. that's good. Uh, especially if it's a hot country. A lot of fans. Think about it. So anyway, we're all back. Guys, we're all back. Isn't this amazing? So it's been the longest week ever, I think you could say, hasn't it? I think the last time we, uh, episode 30, was me on my own, and that was uh, 2018, just entered <laughs> 2018. We're now in 2019, if you're keeping track, if you're into that sort of thing. And yes, we're all back, episode 31. So I just want to I wanna say to our audience, uh, if you're still there, hopefully you will be. And if you are, welcome back. How have you been? Don't answer all at once. Um, we are literally... We're in, we're in a new circumstance. We're going to fill you in on the last year. It's been quite a roller coaster ride in many ways, more ways than than, than five. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I've got, you know, you've got to jazz it up. I mean, it gets boring, doesn't it? So anyway, we're back and we're, we're going to be consistent now. We're in a new place. Uh, we will reveal all as and when we feel like we should. But we're in a new place, new location, somewhere in the world. If you get your little atlases out, does anyone have an atlas now, everyone? Do you think? No, it's all on your phone Google now, maps. isn't it? Yeah. Google Maps. Okay. Get well, your little Google Maps out. It doesn't sound quite as good, though, No, does it, it doesn't, does it? No. no. Maybe Google Maps should change its name to Atlas. I don't know. Just a thought. But anyway, get whatever you got. If you've got a world map in front of you, something like this, get your pins. If it's a phone, don't use a pin, because obviously <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know, smash your screen up. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're back. We're somewhere in the world. We will reveal where. We're going to tell you our story, our last year. That's what this episode is all about. Bear with us. It's been a while. We're a bit rusty. Um, more so than others because I'm mostly made out of metal. Um, but yeah, here we are. So 
Okay, guys, let's go back. We're going to rewind the clocks all the way back to 2018 when we were last, well, I was last here. Pete, you were kind of stuck in work at that point, weren't you? you were I, I was, yes. Yeah. Um, but luckily, I've got out of that one and found myself a new job. Still mm. in the same trade, but a brand new restaurant. So do you want to uh, give the restaurant a plug? Yeah, hello to everyone at Pesto and Sutton Coalfield, who you'd better be listening, because I'm going to make you. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, yeah, of course. But yeah, if anyone's in the Sutton Coalfield area, it's a lovely tapas-style Italian restaurant. Come along and say hello. Mm. I reckon the Italians need a word for tapas. I think they just nip the Spanish one, don't they? I think they would. It's all yeah. Latin anyway, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Dead yeah. language. We whatever. have tapas here. Yeah. It's called dim sum. Oh, that's just given a reveal of a place that we could be in, hasn't it? You big moron. Anyway, our producer's given all of our secrets away today, so that'll be fun. She is, she is, she is blatantly drunk on whiskey. Don't worry about yes, it. Yes, we are in a little corner of Birmingham. Yes, called Dim Sum. Yes. Apparently, yeah. Dim Sum, it's near Digbeth. I don't know if anyone knows uh, Birmingham well at all. You won't find it on a map or your Google Maps or even the thing that you put a pin in that used to be your phone. We are actually in a place called Dim Sum. Thanks, Wim. Now, we'll elongate. She's giving you a hint, guys. If you're clever and you know anything about food, you'll know or have some idea of where we are. Thanks. But, anyway, so, yes, Pete moved on. So, hi to everyone at Pesto. So, in Coalfield, is yep, that right? That's the one. If you are listening, you shouldn't be. You should be working. What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, if you're all grouped up together listening, Pete's going to entertain you for the next hour. I think we should, we've got a radio in the restaurant. I think we should just pipe it in over that. That'd be nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the customers could listen to that. Indeed. There you go, boss. There's an idea for you. Yep. So uh, make that happen uh, and then give us the proceeds. Uh, <laughs> that'll be good. But a lot's changed, guys. A lot has changed. Uh, we're all a bit taller. Uh, some of us have shrunk. Uh, but basically, just want to, there's going to be a lot of people who are curious, especially in our world listening audience. Uh, we've got one less member of the team this time around because uh, Shaq has gone AWOL is the best way to say it. I think he's just sort of uh, getting into life and he's off doing his own thing. So we wish mm-hmm. you all a, all of the luck in the world, don't we? Gotta we do indeed. Nod, nod to the hat of the, uh, the, the excellence of the Urban Oracle. He was brilliant. He's got a little fan base, I'm sure. And <laughs> uh, yeah, just, you know, get on with life, lad. That's all I can say to you about that. But what, what else has happened in this past year? A lot's happened. A lot has happened, hasn't it? Yeah. The, the, the most important thing that's happened, and I, I really mean this sincerely from the bottom of my heart, is uh, we are six-time European champions. <laughs> and uh, yay, yay, Liverpool. Isn't that cool? Well, I started off because me and I'm going to give a shout-out to my mate Dave Mulcahy out there in, in Liverpool, slugging it hard, doing his job. 24-7 awesomeness out there. Well, I don't think he's working 24-7. I think that's crazy. In England, it's more like... I'd nine, be quite impressed. 9 to 5 or something, 5.30 maybe. I don't know. No, he works long hours and he's doing he's doing some serious stuff out there. So just hi, Dave. He and I went to the uh, PSG game at Anfield to launch the entire campaign and won us the, the trophy. So that's cool, isn't it? So thanks to you? It is pretty much <laughs> us that won the league. We did, we did get a nod um, on a way out on the train but no (laughs) 
from the conductor? No, it's just the guy that uh, basically I was stealing his luggage and he just gave me a nod. And uh, I think then he called the police and that's a run. But basically, no, we had the PSG game. It's an amazing game. We had a hell of a campaign. We actually were there for the final at the pub, weren't we, Pete? We were indeed. And got to be said, one of the most boring games I've ever seen. Pretty much the most terrible. <laughs> it's pretty much the most terrible Champions League final of all time. The Champions League as a whole was fantastic. Wow. Liverpool were brilliant. I'm saying that as a Wolves fan. And I appreciate that, buddy. Um, I but, think I think we won the cup when we beat Barca. Yeah, at, at I think so, yeah. 4-0. Yeah. So if you're not into football, watch all of that stuff, and you will be, because it was excellent. <laughs> and if you need a team to tell you, you know, the best club in England, uh, it's probably us. There's Danny's big piece of advice. If you're not into football, then watch some football. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, well, just just so you know what we're talking about whenever we're talking about it. But that's happened. That's been pretty uh, radical for us. Uh, we do mention the football time and time. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, uh, on the flip side to Wolverhampton, we are going to be talking a lot about our two clubs. <laughs> we will sometimes talk about other clubs which are a lot inferior to us. But um, basically, like Man City. Shh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Who? <laughs> exactly. You know. <laughs> They've only been relevant for the last five minutes. Yeah. So um, what I will say is Wolverhampton are now in the Europa. Yeah, league, we had a fantastic season a, last year. I mean, what a what a story that is. You know, first first year promoted, did pretty damn good. Well, a few years said. ago, I was watching us in League One football. I know. It's, and it's to radical. go from that to you know Europa League this year is just incredible. Well, I think this is another point. If all of our listeners in the USA, mm-hmm. uh, if you want a true underdog story... Yeah, you want to follow things like that because for mm-hmm. a team to do what Wolverhampton have done in the time they've done it yeah. has been nothing short of a miracle. Really, it's been a football miracle. It's been a wonder. Yeah, we've had we've had the boss in for just over two years now. That's great. He's essentially pulled us from mid-table Championship club to top seven in the in the country. Absolutely mm. fantastic. It's man. incredible. It is, and it's great to have you back in the Premier League, looking mm-hmm. strong, especially for the Midlands area. Yeah, because you know, obviously, the Premier League is is over. Saturated with London clubs. There's about like six thousand London clubs. They've got two mm-hmm. Manchester clubs. I didn't even know Manchester had clubs to be honest. I just thought they had like, you know, che- cheaters and scumbags. No, I'm joking. Anyone from Manchester? <laughs> anyone from Manchester's listening is, you know, it's Jovial Banter. And if you are listening from Manchester, um moving on. So everyone in Liverpool, uh we're you know, they the celebration for that cup was uh, incredible. I nearly went there to be honest. The open top um, bus ride. Absolutely amazing, mm-hmm. just the scenes were crazy. I'm surprised you can get away with that in Liverpool. Well, they took the top of the bus off, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they all ran Actually, off. it wasn't actually an open top bus ride to start no, with. No, no, start with. No, no, no. Just a standard double decker. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. standard double decker, and then some people just took the roof off and, uh, you know, ran home with that. Um, but yeah, no, it's all good, man. I think it's been it's been very positive. I think the, the message that I got from the Champions League win is that you can play, and we do more or less playing an honest game of football at Liverpool. And I think mm-hmm. Wolverhampton do too. Mm-hmm. Which is unique because these days it's like how long can we procrastinate and take the ball to the side and be diving all over the place? How many penalties can we get from doing spectacular backflips on the line? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> et cetera, I mean, we shouldn't single out anybody for this at all, especially David James at Man U. Yeah, we shouldn't really... Daniel James, sorry. Well, we should also <laughs> not mention that Neymar is the world-class ballerina. Um, yeah, no, no, not at all. We shouldn't, we shouldn't really, mention that. No, no. we shouldn't really. But what we're going to do is we're going to move on. The good segue from Neymar is talk about Brazil because this has been relevant in this past kind of build-up more recently uh, yeah yeah but uh, especially in the last couple of weeks this insane in the past month really yeah mm-hmm. this insane forest well 
forest. You say Amazon <laughs> jungle mm-hmm. rainforest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some in- incredible, isn't it? And it's it's amazing how long it took the main news channels to pick up on it. Yeah, because yeah. it was all over the internet for a good week or so. It was before BBC, that's, that's CNN. An amazing, well, that's an amazing point. That's mm. showing the evolution of news and how yeah. it, how it spans, but it's. What a story that is. Man. I think it's, it really shows how it takes someone to say, oh, this is newsworthy. And for someone to say that's not newsworthy. You yeah. Know? Well, I think it's also because um, it, it, it's almost like you find this as a secular group on the Internet, especially through social media channels that mm-hmm. really do care about real news. Stuff, yeah. You know, whereas a lot of the stuff we get in primetime news around the world is more bombastic. It's more of the kind of bigger story or anything Trump's saying this week. or Brexit. what? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but you, you're always getting this kind of the same old mix. We've had it for the last three years or whatever, and we've the discussed it. people of the Yeah. World. Yeah, we've discussed, we've discussed a lot of that in past episodes, but this whole thing and the relevance in the Amazon rainforest has been, it's been a nightmare, to be honest. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of these fires happening. That was down to forestation, wasn't it? People doing deforestation. And also they've relaxed the laws around it. Yeah. Um, Because Because they they want to... Is it like upgrade and build housing and and sort of... Yeah, well, the the new Brazilian president is a lot more focused on the economy rather than conservation. Yeah. So the laws have been relaxed. They're not being enforced as harshly as before. So a lot of it it is illegal, deforestation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's always forest fires place that big there's going to be yeah but this year it's just been uh it's been a lot lot bigger scale well we've also had in the past year we've had the grand canaria stuff uh they had fires in um i'm just trying to think of which island it was it's very difficult for me to think <laughs> of the canary islands uh one of the canary islands mm-hmm. forgive me guys we'll find it in a minute because wind's doing the research and my, <laughs> my brain's still not in to gear yet. well we saw it all over europe last year well, it's it, this is the first time it's, it's ever happened, yeah. you see. I and think it's also, it was Tenerife. Mm, it's also happening in Australia now. Grand Canaria. Grand Canaria, mm. so mm-hmm. I was The second right. most populous of the Canary Yeah. Yes. Grand Canaria had a, a, a fire in Hilltop Fires, which looked very similar to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And we discussed that before yeah. in, in earlier episodes about LA having routine fires, you know. It's crazy what's going on, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this is, do you say this is down to global warming? Do you say this is just freaky, you know, sun exposure? Or people just not being cautious? You just don't know, really, do you? There's no single cause. Some of it's global warming, some of it's arson. Could have been reflected light. Could be anything. Could have been. But it's just sad to see this sort of stuff. Mm. We've had a lot of these natural disasters. And in the last year, the reason that we're saying this is because... We were originally, back in 2018, <laughs> talking about doing a UK tour promoting the first series. And we had freaky weather then. We didn't mm. really, in a podcast, we kept it light, you know, but we had one of the worst snowstorms <laughs> I think our country's had. You I know. think it was the coldest winter or something since 1960-something. Yeah, mm. before our time then. I mean, yeah. just just before mine, obviously. Uh, well, I, I actually think it was about when my mum was young, because they used to go skating on the canals, because they yeah. froze over that yeah. much. 
Yeah. You wouldn't dare risk it nowadays. Well, that's ice skating, you know, not rollerblading. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> well, just skating on a canal is not a good idea, and, and you know, unless it is frozen over. Yeah. But basically, yeah, no, it was pretty brutal, and we mm. we did set upon uh, trying to make it work through. We we at the time were dealing with day to day weather reports, mm. and they were constantly saying, "Oh, it might be over next week or whatever." It never was. We never had a single snowfall, did we? It snowed and then stopped for a bit, and then yeah. it did yeah. it again. Yeah, weeks exactly, later. exactly. I think so it went through. March it did yeah yeah but it basically it was turbulent and all transport was kind of completely stopped <laughs> it was erratic so we we couldn't and then basically after that our our rent and time in Birmingham was up so obviously we'd gone through to that time zone we'd had pretty bad, much the worst weather ever then we Win and I had visitors coming from Los Angeles to stay with us, and that was awesome. Uh, shout out to Sol, Simone, and Brittany. You've heard us talking about Sol and Simone before, but they stayed with us. And then through that, it, we just had to move out, and we were back uh, in a field. And basically, <laughs> when you're in a field, you can't really do a podcast. Move from a cave to a field. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, Slightly different. We wanted a bit of open range, didn't we? We're getting tired <laughs> of the caves and uh, the snakes and stuff, and uh, we moved out into the field. It's got to be said, though, a field is a bad idea. It is, yeah. Too many sheep. <laughs> Everyone thinks I like that. I like the rabbits. You mm. did, yeah. You like you made friends with a few rabbits, didn't you? Yeah. Mm. yeah. They're rather tasty as well, it's got to be said. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm... I'm okay. So anyway, I think you're one of the few people that would agree with me. I think they're cute <laughs> and they're tasty. Yeah, you don't get that like often, pigeons. do you? Well, I'm just going to turn around and say for the vegetarians and vegans listening, uh, I, I don't agree with these, <laughs> these comments. Uh, all animals deserve life. This podcast um, also has a vegetarian option. It, it should do, yeah. It should, well, I'm that corner. I'm just yeah. justifying the fact that, you know, you shouldn't eat animals unless uh, you, you kind of marinate them for 24 hours first. And then they're amazing, to be fair. Um, so anyway, we've lost our vegetarian and vegan listeners. But moving on. Uh, so, so, yeah, so all in all, it was a hectic time for us personally. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. We've covered a few things more recently, but there was a lot of stuff going back. If you go to 2018, there's been a lot of shifts in the world. There's been a lot of tightening of borders. There's been a lot of, um, you know, changes in the immigration structure. Donald Trump's been Donald Trump for an entire year. It's <laughs> obviously crazy. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. Donald Trump's a, obviously an entertaining lad, but, you know, present. Mm. If, you, if you'd have gone back 10 years and said to somebody, you're going to have Donald Trump in office in America and Boris Johnson as UK Prime Minister, well, you'd have been locked up. That's really recent. <laughs> and Boris Johnson coming in to uh, mm. be the Prime Minister of, of the UK is very recent. It is, yeah. That's been... It's been quite a strange thing. I actually mm. feel like Do uh, Donald Trump is almost Boris Johnson's future self. Yeah. In many ways, you know. There's there's some serious parallels there. Both of them Brexit's have... just going to unlock Boris Johnson. Well, yeah. But, but <laughs> Unhand him. I mean, it's it's one of these weird... It, the weirdest thing is that there's a link to Back to the Future where they made the <laughs> prediction that Trump would be in. Yes. And now and you've Simpsons got... did it as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now you've got the actual situation where two of the strangest haircuts this world has ever seen <laughs> are now seen on TV all the time. One thing I will say is I thank God people in the youth out there, listening especially now aren't stupid enough to go, oh my God, that's the best haircut I've ever seen and try yes. and do that like it's, you know. But it's not quite David Beckham, is it? Well, no. <laughs> no. I mean, we all had those dodgy haircuts back in the 90s, but... <laughs> Some of us just don't become fully grown up, you know, mm -hmm. rulers of the free world with those haircuts. Anyway, moving on. 
it's a weird time, very turbulent time in politics, very turbulent time. I think there's a lot of tension in the air. I think that we're in a natural situation. We've watched this build up. It's kind of come to the pass now. It's at the peak where there's this, since 2010, there's been this movement of the young taking over from the old, essentially, you know. Yeah. The the older generations are kind of slipping back to, it's, it's the passing of the torch. We're, mm-hmm. we're in that time. Now, I like to call it opportunity for renaissance for all those French guys out there and girls listening. I just use a word that comes from France. Amazing. Like <laughs> entrepreneur. George Edward Bush. Knock. <laughs> anyway, so I'm very glad that this is happening, essentially, because it's showing a, a kind of positive shift, I think. Mm-hmm. But it looks horrendous from the ground up, mm. all of this stuff. But I think that the ultimate aim here is to possibly a more moralistic front, maybe. You know, there's a, a huge liberal movement in the world. We have discussed this on many occasions in the past. <laughs> But I feel like a lot of people think that it's centralized anger when I feel it's more like morality. You know, there's a lot of, in the liberal um, mindset, there's a lot of anti-bully campaigns and thoughts. Kids are getting more uh, kind of, there's a big community, especially online. Mm. It's sad that it isn't in the real world yet. (laughs) Like people aren't socially hanging out. (laughs) But online there's this consciousness and we're all linking to perspective from around the world. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Amazon rainforest, but there's a lot of Brazilians reaching out to global communities. There's a huge protest about it in London, actually, where you see how many Brazilian people are integrated into British society. Mm. It's an amazingly positive thing, you know, and hopefully it does something. Hopefully this movement can change the world for a better, you know, logic. And so that's what's going on around us. And around two months ago, three months ago, maybe, we were trying to figure out, right, it's time to do FIA season two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Project FIA season one shifted from Amazon because of the rainforest and we moved it to YouTube. Um, (laughs) We were too too busy of being burnt out. Uh, And so what it was... (laughs) Okay, our producer's shaking her head. Right, so basically we had to move from Amazon. We're getting a lot of people out there complaining that their region doesn't accept Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. because Amazon Prime is a region-locked based platform. It hasn't reached everyone yet. So we decided, okay... Get back to the drawing board. What do we do? How do we distribute it? And we went on to YouTube probably about four months ago about the mm-hmm. decision to do the second series, about that sort of time. And so it's now on YouTube exclusively. We've still promoted on Amazon, mm-hmm. but we're only watched on YouTube for all of you guys who couldn't watch it. We had mm-hmm. a lot of people around the world listen to a podcast mm-hmm. that couldn't see it. So obviously you lose half of the point, yeah. you know. <laughs> We're all having inside jokes that no one knows what we're talking about. We should point out, we have moved all of season one onto there. Yeah, so that is all, all available and to watch all, on there. Yeah, it's all free and it's all... Free. Yeah, exactly. free. <laughs> so basically, around four months ago, when we did that, we started talking about season two. And in the planning, we were looking at... Basically, FIA has always been about taking what's relevant, political, uh, social media, trends, etc., and trying to do something that parodies it, trying to trying to sort of give all of the anarchy uh, that's sort of on everyone's lips and stuff, give it some comic release, and then deal with it. I Make suppose. it a little bit absurd. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, especially the first series, yeah. I don't think we could have done a better job at being absurd. <laughs> but, but, you know, we're, we're now talking the build-up to the second one. So I personally wanted, I looked at all of this stuff and I saw, right, there's a critical situation here. And if you look at it for street value and you're not as old as I am, 654, you look at it, this situation, you're kind of like, geez, man, this is kind of a precursor apocalyptic narrative because, of, you know, there's so many riots, there's so many protests, there's so many wars going on, Syria, you know, all of this stuff. Time of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you're looking at it like that, and most people, most sane people, Pete, would be like... What's one of those? They, they do exist, I've read about them. <laughs> oh, but <nice>. basically, <laughs> but most sane people would be like, you know, how do we turn this into a, like, happy Christmas story, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Which is yeah. essentially what we've uh, well, what, what we're trying, what yeah. we're trying to do. <laughs> I like to view it all, and this is going to sound a bit mad, but I like to see it all as the punk rock movement back in the sixties <laughs> and the seventies. This started to happen then. Mm. There was this kind of anti-authoritarian push where people were trying to liberate uh, from the sort of conventions of society. I feel like that's happening now. I feel like we're moving swiftly towards the cemeteries. It could be a relapse of the hippie <laughs> hippie world phase. Who knows? But I saw this as an angle to kind of get more punk rock about it. So FIA season two, if you're expecting an extension of the first one, something about Project FIA that we haven't shared before, but it was creatively always going to have a reskin, a rebrand. Every uh, series that we were going to put out there, rebrand gets more relevant. FIA et cetera, et cetera. stands for something different. Yes, each time. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what it stands for this time, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but in the next few weeks, guys, we will have episodes up on YouTube exclusively. Obviously, mm-hmm. as always, stay at the end of this podcast and you will get all the information you need to, you know, keep in touch with what's going on in our universe. But yes, yeah, so three, four months ago, when planning this series, three options popped up. One of them was a return to Los Angeles because LA is pretty much the epicenter of global feed, trend, entertainment, etc. No one can dispute that, I'm pretty sure. So it was always an incentive and it will probably happen in the future. Stay tuned. (laughs) But basically, LA was option one. Or be warned might be a bit more appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're in LA. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Basically, so that's option one. Option two was to do something because we talked about football and and the Premier League as a whole right now. It's a very exciting time to be English Mm -hmm. because the Premier League has got serious global eyes on it now. I mean, we've always had curiosity, but now I think it's becoming as relevant as any of the big boys around the world and global entertainment. It's probably the biggest entertainment that the UK sends out there yep. to the rest of the world. Exports. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Thank you. That's the word that I was lacking. Thank you very much. It's that and Boris Johnson, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Boris. <laughs> well, I mean, kinds of entertainment. One, one and the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, for Liverpool especially, there's an electricity there right mm. now that I think is, you know, this is exactly what FIA is about. It's an electricity that you wouldn't get at any other period of history. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like, can we win a league this year? Is it worth staying there if we do to tell that story and do some sort of build up to that? Because mm-hmm. once we've won the league, and I don't think it's either <laughs> going to happen or it's never going to happen, but once we do, that's groundbreaking for, for the club, you know? Last year was really close. Yeah. It was really close. 
There's a lot of people that know this. We won't bring that back up. But if you are interested, check it out. Go to Liverpool Football Club's website, etc. Look at the Premier League and all this stuff. But basically, it was really close. And, and you know, we've had a few close times in the last sort of 20 years. But this was really, really close. This year, I think it's going to be even more close. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be on a, this sort of tip of that. And if we'd have done the same format, something similar... It would have just been an option. So that was why that was an idea. And then the third one was to do what we ended up doing. <laughs> um, and we'll we'll start giving you the reveal of you know where we are and what's going on now. But that third decision was kind of like, you know, made it's one of these things where you're just outside, you're having a sandwich, you know, as you do, because uh, you live in a field. And you're having a sandwich that someone's dropped from their car and only eat half and off. That's you, you, you can't be picky with the food that you get when you live <laughs> in the field. So you're having a sandwich and you think to yourself, why would I spend the money that I'd spend in Los Angeles? It's mental. Just to get there, have a house and all this stuff. If mm-hmm. anyone's from LA, they can testify. It's crazy. From the ground up, it's mental, all right? Liverpool's a situation where if we had have done Liverpool, we'd have had to figure a way to stabilise wind being there. Because Wynn's one of these, uh, you know, special aliens that comes from the planet. I don't know which planet are you from. Not England, so yeah, not the planet, not England. So (laughs) yeah, basically, we have to do long-term strategies, and for her to do that would have involved either going into a full-time job or going into education again. Now, Wynn's someone that's actually a teacher, so to go back to education is kind of irrelevant, right? So (laughs) the decision became. What's best for finances? What can we do uh, if we push the boat out? You know, and being in the most interesting place. Okay, so the theme for series two was definitely find a world change safely. Don't want to be in Syria right now, but do something (laughs) that will be absolutely radical and bring the world inside it. And so we decided to come back to our base, which is where we are now. A new cave with a sort of sun hole. Stained glass sun hole, I'd call it. Mm. Sun hole? Yeah, it's yeah. a sun hole. It's so... What, what do normal people call it? Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, peep, peepsy hole. Peepsy <laughs> hole, yeah, peepsy yeah. hole. But we're uh, on a cave on top of a mansion. On a cave? On a cave. <laughs> not in the cave. No, no, not anymore. We were going to be in the cave, but I thought, it's a nice day. We'll be on the cave. One of some outside views. We did. And the uh, the sun hole is very nice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Stained glass sun hole. We are in... dun 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 dun, dun Reveal... Hong Kong. Hey! And when we were planning to go to Hong Kong, it was a no-brainer, right? Because Hong Kong, just so you kids know, uh, especially you new kids, Hong Kong in the 90s was pretty much the third, if not joint second biggest cinema uh, exporter this world had at that point. It was huge. I mean, this is on the backbones of, of Bruce Lee. This is when you had the Crouching Tiger interest. So circa sort of 2000. Yeah. Uh, you have Jet Li kicking off from here. You, you had a lot of eyes on Hong Kong's entertainment industry at that point. And because we are predominantly a film company, we always have to do something in the world of entertainment. Hong Kong was an amazing place to do that. This city scale has been used, especially in the last 10 years, as a backdrop for some of the biggest franchises there is. Batman, Transformers, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Bob goes fishing with an iguana. That that's <laughs> my favourite. That yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, no one really yeah. knows that film. I think it's underrated. <laughs> um, but basically, yeah, Bob goes fishing with an iguana. Great film. Mm-hmm. So 
it's been used for a lot of things. I could list stuff more, but I'd have to do research. <laughs> I don't. So basically, it's a no-brainer. Come to Hong Kong. Talk about that. As soon as we book the freaking tickets, I mean, literally, mm-hmm. no refund, by the way, kids. No refund if you're buying a ticket. We're all booked up. Pete's all invested. It's all good. Well, then things changed in Hong mm-hmm. Kong, didn't they? Quite radically. Yeah. I'm assuming most people have seen the news by now. Well, if you haven't seen the news, I think that's worth a, a high five mm. because it's <laughs> disruptive. But if you have, you will know of all the protests and the, the, the turbulence that's happening in Hong Kong right We're into now. the 14th weekend. Correct. Just gone. And it's been, like, I've got to be honest, when you're looking at this, we literally are all stoked. We're really happy to, we're like, you know, one week away from this 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 grand decision. We got it all booked up, and we're all like, yeah, man, can't wait. We had about a three-month gift, didn't we, before we came out here. So the, the flight was a three-month gift. And we were literally looking at the situation day in, day out, like a lot of people are, especially if they're connected to this situation, if have got family, friends, or whatever in Hong Kong, who've even been here. It's just shocking. And so from the England perspective, looking at this whole thing as a whole, it was quite a nightmare. That three months was really, really, really tough to just witness this because you couldn't do anything. You didn't know how bad it was. It was, I think for the personal thing for me, it felt like I was looking at a kind of death row sentence <laughs> because you, you, you kind of know that you're booked so to kind of play into a country that is more or less a war zone. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm willingly going to like Kosovo back in the whatevers. You know, it's it's pretty bad, man. Well, could I point out at this point my, my view of this? Yeah. In that when you say, you know, we sat down and planned it all, you mm. actually mean you and Wynn sat down and planned it all. Of course. I got a nice little coffee meeting. You did? Saying, Pete, we want to do season two with you. Mm, great, I'm up for that. Maybe yep. Liverpool. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Liverpool or Los Angeles. No, like, no, no, you started off with Liverpool. You gave me like, a good oh, 10 minute spiel on Liverpool. That is true. Yep. That is true. And then you went, actually, yeah, we'll do it in LA. That's right. Which is just a bombshell. They both start with ours. Yep. <laughs> That's right. And then this. this the, oh, Hong hold Kong, on. Hong Kong, go on. Steven Gerrard played for both teams. <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's that, the connection. There's that too. All right. <laughs> Hong Kong actually came in by text. A couple of days later. That is true. That is yeah. true. So I'm glad. No, I'm glad because honestly, when we started, it was no brainer. And when we checked it with you, you were fine with it, weren't you? Because it, it made total sense. Absolutely. You know? But it was just like that build up, man, that three months. When you're looking at this situation, I know, you know, I've been speaking a lot with my cousins lately. Hi, Will. Hi, James. Big shout out. Um, basically, it's a nightmare. It just looks terrifying. The whole situation looks like... You only get like, the pictures of the tear gas and stuff, you know? It's like... That's well, it. it's that's not... Exactly. Ju- I mean, it's not just that you got videos rolling from... I mean, Yunlong is is kind of close to us, so Yunlong, you had that that's scary right. situation with the trains, the MTRs. You that's had the right. situation with, um, you know, the police attacking mm-hmm. nearby. You have uh, all of these things going on at the airport. And it's just... it. The whole thing just looked like, what have we done? You know, we've just signed ourselves up for something proper mental. Well, the now, day that we landed, wind couldn't even come into the airport to meet us. Well, that's true, yeah. I mean... Security was tight. The, yeah. the specifics are... And you had an issue with Munich, which we'll cover in a minute. <laughs> but basically, like, the whole thing was just reading like a nightmare. And, and for me, creatively, I'd visioned what this series needs to be in series two. Um, 
And I just, you know, it's like, wow, are we going to be able to do that? Mm -hmm. But as the weeks counted down, I think, you know, we've got a lot of contacts out here still, and they were kind of reassuring us a wee bit that it was kind of a mountain out of molehill. These things are isolated situations. Well, you get the impression that it's happening every day all yeah. the time mm -hmm. when you see the news, but the reality is day-to-day -day life is actually okay, yeah. but certain areas at certain times, mm. there's chaos. Yeah. Sure. Well, we've, we've been here, what, almost a week now? We're, um, we're clocking up to a mm. week. Yeah, we're just under a week. Right and we now. haven't really seen anything, have we? Well, personally. I mean, this is the interesting thing, because mm. I've been away for five years. Yeah. And I think the first thing that I noticed touching down here, from the atmosphere, from, mm. from the ground up, there's nothing different, mm. okay? The only thing you start seeing is like there's propaganda, there's propaganda yeah, and yeah. there's posters in weird areas. And, and I saw the human chain the one day. You then. did yeah. see the human chain. And that was a peaceful protest. It was, yeah. So it was okay. You get, like, you get like the post-its and stuff like this on the walls here and there. Mm. But the, the thing I think is underlined, we're in a lucky situation because the region we're in mm. doesn't seem to be too affected. But like, and this is, we'll save this for the second episode where we start giving you a hong kong adventures so far but basically we we've sort of had notes and 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 little sort of tones and stuff like this but going back on a journey to get here hmm. because like i said i've been absent from hong kong for five years you don't really realize how radical the life changes you you, you store what is normal in hong kong and compared to the uk until you're back in Hong Kong, you don't realise, A, how unfit you are, B, how crazy your life was before. Because, you know, England, by and large, is a sleepy little hick town. It yeah. really is. We're yeah. all there, you know, oh, I work really hard till five o'clock, and then you zone out and don't care. You know, in the winter, we have no daylight, and in the summer, we have too much of it. It's it's a weird and wonderful realm. It's very relaxed. All yeah. of Europe is, really, I suppose, to an extent. But here it's life in a fast lane, right? Really now, is, yeah. I'm going to save our story of how we got here because we had a special trip up together, hand in hand. You know, we, did, we, yeah. we, we started swimming four months ago. We got here just. Mm -hmm. um, hand in hand all the way. Hand in hand yeah. all the way. Uh, we, so you're only swimming with one arm. It is. It's very yeah. difficult, isn't it? We're like the human raft. Yeah. yeah. But basically, Wynn's journey. We're going to start with that because Wynn came over a week before we did just to sort of prepare Hong Kong officially for the arrival of the Unicorn Slayer and Rebel Zen mm -hmm. because she was worried from a production angle that, you know, we're too weird for her city. So, Winifred, your trip here, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Because you came via Munich on a very specific and special day, didn't you? I did. And then uh, there were delays at Birmingham and then hmm. there was an issue at Munich and they only had one flight a day to Hong Kong. So I had a, an extra day in Munich, randomly. But if anyone doesn't understand the special circumstances <laughs> of, this, of this situation, <laughs> it's quite amazing. Because when texts me, she's like, yeah, I've been held up, there's delays. And she, she blamed it on Birmingham. Uh, so there's a, well, you know, there's a lot I, of hatred. When I got to Birmingham, it, just, it was like every single flight was delayed. Yeah, so I thought, yeah. well, there must be something happening at Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. that's standard British transport, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's basically, you know, I mean, you take a train, it's delayed 24 well, hours. You don't usually. think, oh, maybe it has, it's related to my flight. You're like, oh, everyone's yeah. kind of, you know, in well, this mess. But yeah. it turns out... It turns out <laughs> that some absolute nonce, I mean, that's the only word I've got for it. I could do others, but it's... 
then got to be beeped out. It has to be beeped out. I think that's going to have to be beeped out as well, I'm this afraid. This is FIA Girls PC, so... <laughs> yes. So, Wynne turns up at Munich. Um, She's had these delays. She lets me know. The delays were quite brutal, about an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah, and uh, I, that was basically... I had, like, two hours... I was supposed to have two hours in Munich to change. Yeah, that's right. And, and if anyone's done these long hauls... If you ever have a transfer and you've got like some, you know, a, a gap of an hour, maybe two hours, it gets really, really stressful because you don't know Especially what time. Especially if there's a delay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you don't know what time you're going to make the uh, the ground, and then you got to get your bags. Sometimes you got to go through a recheck and whatever. It's very nerve wracking. So Wynn gets to Munich to find a mass of people on one of the uh, information booth, right? Where basically, and you hadn't got a clue what was going on at this point, had you? Not really. They did say, like, people were talking about stuff in Birmingham. Right. Like, oh, there was a security thing breach that happened in Munich, but there wasn't really a lot of detail. Yeah, it was, it was loose. Mm-hmm. What it actually was, was some lad who'd come back from Thailand, Spanish lad. I think he was like 20 or something? I, I think it was uh, Sergio young, young Ramos, mm-hmm. personally. He was on his way back to Madrid. Uh, Madrid. I nearly called it Madrid. Madrid, yeah. I think Madrid. That, that well-known Spanish. That, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. capital of Spain, yeah, Madrid. Yeah. yeah. He was on his way back <laughs> to Madrid. Obviously, Sergio Ramos, because he likes to cause havoc wherever he goes. Um, he basically, Sergio Ramos, he basically walked through the wrong door and went through the security door, it's bypassing yeah. check bypassing security. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. it caused absolute chaos in Munich. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising because anyone who's German, and we have a lot of listeners from Germany, who are immensely, immensely gifted at arranging and uh, being on time and very prompt and very brilliant, brilliant nation. By Without the way. trying to stereotype whatsoever. No, absolutely not. They, <laughs> they get their towels down before we do. It's amazing. Um, but basically, the efficiency of Germany is, is a notorious It is, yeah. It's thing. fantastic. All right. Look at Jürgen Klopp. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm going to say is, this happened to it held back all 130 flights or something 700 and, sorry 7400 people they basically had to shut down the airport for like 3 or 4 hours mm-hmm. yeah. entirely yeah 7400 people were in the situation that Wynn was in and they all got the same treatment you all got a hotel didn't you hotel food transport yeah, yeah. and you had mm-hmm. a night where uh in <laughs> in an area called Poing in an area of Germany Poing. called Poing. Yes. <laughs> right. And what what did you do the day that you were meant to, you know, the second day? Because you had an overnight and then you had to get the next flight, which was 10.30 the next night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 24 it? hours later, basically. Right, right, right. So where did you spend the next day? So you're in Poing. What did you do? You you, you made a mate, didn't you? Yeah. Shout, shout out to Stephen. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. Thanks for looking after us, Stephen. <laughs> Stephen from, he's from Birmingham. So well, Caulfield. But, uh, uh, family from Hong Kong, so... Yeah. He hadn't been back to Hong Kong for eight years, so I'm sure he's having a bit of a shock. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he is. In various yeah. ways. <laughs> but basically, so what did yeah. you... You went to another town, didn't you? Uh, no. Wasn't that a town? No, it wasn't. It was. That's where the airport is. Right, right, right. Attaching. Attaching. Yeah, basically my phone identified like my location, and it was like, oh, it is how many degrees in attaching. Okay. So, <laughs> if you ever get lost in Munich, or even if you're going on holiday... To Munich, would you recommend Poing and attaching? <laughs> Poing was kind of it was it was kind of it was like a quaint town, I think. Sort right. of like a, you got a high street, you got the hotels, and there was I think um, a wildlife park or something like a zoo that was nearby. 
Gotcha. We didn't go, but I mean, it was. Of course, it. Well, why'd you go? I through? imagine like the locals would go there for like a day trip. Hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, that sounds like San Diego of Munich. Mini. Mini, mini, mini San Diego of Munich, yeah. It's got a zoo. Might, might have a water park, you never know. Sounds like the Dudley of Munich. Yeah, it could be. Could be, yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually, that's probably more accurate. And it sounds like something... I'm sure it was a lot cleaner, though. But it does... It's a quick shout-out to Dudley. But it does sound like something from uh, someone from Dudley would say. Poing. Yeah, it does. Just saying, yeah. yeah. So, moving on. So, that was Wynn's journey out here. She eventually got here. Eventually. She had a... One... Well, two days less, wasn't it? Because you arrived here... I lost a day because of uh, the time zones. Yeah, absolutely. And I lost a day because I stayed in Munich. So, I had... Just about five days to, to prepare recover. for you guys. Yeah, that's right. So, so that's an important uh, thing. We'll put a pin in that because I'm going to get back to that. She had five days ahead of us, folks. Okay. So anyway, our journey starts. Pete and I, we meet at Birmingham, same place. Notorious now, by now. Okay. And when we arrived, everything was smooth, wasn't it? We didn't have a single problem. Not one. We we did have a delay on the takeoff. We did. If you remember. We, well... That's actually great because mm. we started our journey. We, we went. The airport was absolutely fine. We waltzed through security. Yeah, yeah. everything in about was cool. Two minutes. Everything was cool. We get on the plane. Mm. We realised that we had an Australian uh, yeah. pilot, which was ace because mm-hmm. that was super hours of comedy for me. <laughs> um, and he was basically like saying something like, "Yeah, we we can't go yet because there's a technical glitch with something," mm-hmm. which is always what you want to hear when you're on a flight, yeah. isn't it? In these, this day and age. There's been a lot of planes crashing recently. That's another thing, piece of news. There's been a lot of that going on the last couple of years. But basically, there was a technical error. And I'm pretty sure because... And I love Australia. So if, if anyone's listening in Australia, uh, you all know uh, what you like and your sense of humour. I honestly thought that he just had the handbrake on. And because before you know it, it was like, oh no, mate, everything's all right now. Off we go. <laughs> Tally pip and all that. So yeah, I, think, we I think he actually said, no, we've got moving, the fault's fixed itself. Yeah, exactly. It was literally something about the, the GPS. Fault fixed itself. It was, well, <laughs> it was something about the GPS where it was like, um, it looks like we've got a GPS issue. And then suddenly the player moves, everything's fine. Don't know what the problem <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, It was telling him we were in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he just maybe he just got the wrong app. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It must have been Yeah, open Google Maps and it was all fine. Must have been more connected to his phone and the plane. But anyway, <laughs> so moving on. When we got there, our trip came in via Doha. Yeah, in, we, we, we had a completely different trip to win, didn't we? We yeah. we had the, the six half. hours and eight hours essentially, yeah. Exactly. So we did the kind of Qatar link, mm-hmm. uh, nod to the World Cup that'll be there soon. But basically, and I think we've realised why they're having it in winter, haven't we? Yes, we have. Well, <laughs> that's a good point too. We had a six-hour trip up mm-hmm. there. Uh, P and I had a good time. No, the, nice the flight. flight. Well, the flight was yeah. really empty, and I think it that's was, wasn't it? Yeah. that's a foreshadowing. I think because obviously, a possibly not a lot of people are going to go to Qatar for from the UK for mm. you know whatever. But I think it is this impact that Hong Kong's had on on tourist mm. trade and all of this stuff that's scaring people. It has got to be said though. Qatar, you think, is completely out there on the side of the world. It yeah. is only a six-hour flight. It is it's a six-hour really flight. And and this is an important thing. It looks immense as a place. Mm. It looks like you're going back to Spain a couple, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Seaside. There's a, you know, a cape mm. there. It does look like a beautiful place to go. And we, we, we did get a very large tour of the airport, didn't well, we? Well, that, that was the thing I was building up to. As soon as we landed, it was one of these, you know, glamorous sort of 1960s where they bring the bus to meet everyone from the yeah. plane and take you out to, <laughs> to the airport. 
we get this bus coming up and I, I'm pretty certain they'd organised a tour of the airport mm-hmm. to show, showcase how rubbish Birmingham International is. <laughs> because this airport was insanely big. It eh? was huge. Yeah. It's massive. It, it took about 15 minutes to get from the plane to the terminal. But they were doing loops. Yeah. Yeah, just, just to make sure you wave. Occasionally going through parking garages and... Yeah, doing donuts, handbrake turns. <laughs> Past the of, departures. Couple and... of kick flips, <laughs> just to shake it up a bit. But we eventually get to the airport. And this is when all the fear, and this is true because I want to say this, all the fear and the, the turbulation of coming back, because it was there, left me. Because mm. as soon as I got to Doha, Doha's airport is kind of a amalgamized sort of tom bradley center in in los angeles which is the only thing in lax worth going from because the rest of it's kind of well go down you can see for yourself <laughs> tom bradley's kind of a super chic redone wing of an airport it's like a mall and it's a mixture of hong kong and every time you're coming back to hong kong there's a, an adjustment your mind has to go right i'm leaving that world and i'm coming into this world now right and at Doha, that was very successful. There was a lot of, um, you know, kind of reminders of where I was going to. We got there quite early. We, we were very organised for us, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, we, we had about a two-hour turnover as well, didn't we? We did. Between and, the flights. But we kind of ran through systematically the best mm-hmm. tag team on earth. You know, I'll hold your stuff while I nip to the bathroom. You yeah. hold my stuff while I get some potato chips. All right, cool, we can... <laughs> But we um, we literally had such an insanely low, very chilled out, low pressure flight into Doha because mm-hmm. there was probably twenty five people in iguana on the flight. Yeah, yeah. And it was Bob and his iguana. Bob and his iguana was there, yeah. which was also on the flight. They were on the way to filming. <laughs> they were, yeah, yeah. It's the sequel. Yeah. So Bob and iguana too. <laughs> if anyone makes this film, rights go to me. Thank you very much. But basically, like, it was chilled. It, was, it really chilled. Yeah. And then when we get to Doha, I was like. I reckon, you know, second flight, eight-hour flight, it's going to be pretty chilled. Mm. Turn around the corner to our, you know, to our boarding area or whatever. Fair, fairly quiet airport at this point. It as was, well, wasn't it? really quiet airport. Yeah. It was one in the morning when we got there in Doha yeah, was, time, yeah. which yeah. we didn't have a body clock at this point. No. But as soon as you saw the lounge, it was heaving. <laughs> flight, yeah. Dude, it was heaving. <laughs> I mean, it was heaving. There was everyone who's anyone. With the queue uh, coming out of it as well at this much, point. Pretty much, yeah. It was mental. So <laughs> that was... Pete's first inclination of the uh, relaxed situation of the place he was about yeah. to go to. Yeah. So anyway, we get onto that flight eight hours. It was pretty gnarly that flight because it was kind of that's when you, you get the drag. That's yeah. That's when it starts hitting yeah. you. Um, we both didn't sleep until mm-hmm. the last ten minutes uh, where we're standing our descent into Hong Kong. That's when Pete decided to sleep. Well mm-hmm. done. Um, we, I was going to leave him on the plane, but I thought it was a bit mean. Uh, I don't know where he'd go to after that anyway. <laughs> so we decided, let's not do that. So um, we get to Hong Kong, and I've got my first impressions on Hong Kong. For me, it was returning home. And mm-hmm. I want to say the first thing, and this is a testament to Hong Kong. 24 hours before we got there, there was a skirmish at the airport. Mm-hmm. Nothing big, but there was one. When we arrived there, it was like nothing had ever happened, wasn't no. it? Yeah. There was no sign of anything, nothing like this. Nope. You just get in, clear out. We met Win, who had a problem. Do you want to say your problem? You couldn't get through security to me. Yeah, could basically you? what they've done, because uh, usually the airport's open, totally open to anyone. You can just walk in and you know do whatever. Uh, because of the protests and the chaos that's happened a few weeks prior, they set up barricades at the entrances, so you're not allowed actually in the airport unless you have a flight ticket. 
So yeah. everyone who's coming to like pick people up, yeah. they have to stay outside, outside. of the barricades. Yeah. And so. that's kind of like information because if you if you are planning to come out here, it might still be that situation. Mm. Yeah. But what we this is a thing. The first impression of Doha we both had when mm. you connect in through the exit of the plane and you go through the little walkway corridor, whatever. The heat, the heat was ridiculous. At one in the morning. One in the morning. I think it was about 34 degrees when we when we landed. It must have been. It mm. was just brutal. And it was that dry heat. It was like yeah. stepping into a fire. Yeah. yeah, desert heat. When we got to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. it was humidity. Yeah. It's about the same temperature. A bit milder. A bit milder. But, yeah. But yeah. it was still... Yeah. So I want to know, because this is important. Your first impression, bearing in mind, you know, you've had three months build up of mm-hmm. all this craziness in Hong Kong... Your first impression when you arrived, what did you think? It is the heat. Yeah? I mean, I think, I've I've been to a fair few places. I think most airports are pretty similar. Wherever you are, they're pretty similar. But then when you come out, when we took, because, you know, we came out, we met Wynn. Bus station, again, standard around an airport. But then we took that taxi ride, didn't we? We did, back To come back to the cave. Well, you, you made an instant observation. Yeah, you made an instant of the cave on the top of the mountain. Yeah, yeah. You made that instant observation that Thank it was... Thank God they've got aircon. Well, no, you said that it was kind of like Florida. Yeah. You know, when, yeah, yeah. when we got here. Because it was like 20-something. No, mm. I think you said Greece. No, we start with Greece. I think we started with Greece. We ended, up, we, ended right, up, right, right. we ended up in Florida. We ended up in Florida. <laughs> okay. Quite quickly, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, ran a world trip in forty <laughs> seconds. But basically, like, so okay. So, but the first impression you got here, mm. what was you know you, you're looking at buildings, the architecture, all this stuff. What was your kind of vibe? It was beautiful. Yeah. Because mm, like, that taxi ride, you know, we got some stunning views, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Well, we we cover the Cape, and it, it's yeah. quite amazing. Go through the mountain. Yeah. So, Eurotunnel, mm. I call it. And Come I, out like, of France. I say, you know, most airports are similar, which they are, but then as soon as we get out, it is completely different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got tower blocks in England. Yeah. But the, 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 the housing blocks here are just incredible. There's seven, eight, nine of them grouped all together, yeah. and they're huge. Massive. They're and absolutely it's, and it's I not like sparse. It's literally all of Hong Kong, is that, you know? Yes. Yeah. But one thing I will say, and I think this is how we close the episode now, because next time we're going to go back into our week as Mm -hmm. soon as we arrived here. We're also going to do the three-question format again for all of you guys. Please, as well, start asking us questions. Come into YouTube. Drop drop all the stuff in the information Mm -hmm. we give at the end of the program. Please give us all your questions because you know we'll we'll totally ask each other the if they're good if they're (laughs) if they're a bit too you know risque. Maybe not. So a little shout out there to Ant. Um, yeah, yeah, just just yeah. don't even bother, mate. Ant, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, uh, ask someone about questions. And yeah, then, get, get and Jim to proofread them for you. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so closing down. So we've got this thing. I think it's an important thing to end this episode by saying, if you're planning to come to Hong Kong or were planning and you've been put off by all this craziness on television from the ground perspective, Mm. I would state you should come here. You should continue doing the, uh, the work to help the economy here, especially Mm -hmm. definitely with tourism. Hong Kong is one of the coolest, amazing places on earth. Yeah. People are amazing. They can't do enough for you. The situation is literally probably, a, well, it is not a probable. It's a slight percentage of people causing the craziness. Mm. 
And if you're in those areas, you will be given apt warning. There are play-by-play, -play, almost a timeline accurate to the second <laughs> of what's going on. In the week, nothing's going on. Uh, bits and bobs might occur, but it's usually in focused areas of Hong Kong. These happen to be, however, quite big destinations. Places on the island like Central Causeway Bay, places in Kowloon like uh, TST and Mong Kok are at the moment the heavily sort of affected areas. Yeah, really badly. Yeah. I want to say this, okay? It's not enough to ruin your experience here. No. If you do come here, I think, because everyone's sort of giving you this national warning, take what the law enforcement's advising and all this stuff, I think it's common sense. And I think that on the island, you've got places you can go, Victoria Peak, mid-levels, you can be on the backside where Stanley's and all of this stuff, and avoid all of this. So it's usually the weekends, and I think from Friday to Sunday, maybe Monday, overspill, but it's only selected places. And very small, okay? The police are giving you at warning if they get involved. Mm -hmm. That's starting to change now, where it's starting to become a skirmish, where you're not sure what's going on. That mm -hmm. was sort of last weekend. But we're not going to dwell on this too much, guys, because we want to give you all of that from the ground up. We're safe. Mm -hmm. All of our families need to hear that first. <laughs> we're okay. It's all good. Nothing really has changed as far as all of the, uh, the true life in Hong Kong day-to-day -day is. What I want to say is to wrap this up, okay, please keep coming here. Keep supporting Hong Kong. Yep. Try not to get involved. Don't apply your opinions from your politics here because it's not the same situation. But support people here because they're awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to say. So Everyone just wants the best for everyone. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. And we're all hoping that we can help to get, you know, through what we're doing out here, we can help to find a, a peace resolution somehow. Okay, at least take people's minds off things. <laughs> so, that being said, it's good to be back. We're live in Hong Kong from here on out until further notice or a next road trip or whatever. We are live from Hong Kong and we are going to be doing this week by week as long as we can. We're not limited to structure unless we have a snowstorm again, unless that becomes a thing. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. When we're here, things will go crazy. Absolutely. Well, you never know. <laughs> But basically, let's wrap this up. So we'll be back, same place, same time next week, and I'll hand you over to Win for the wrap-up. Subscribe to FIA Gets Tubed on YouTube for access to all Project FIA episodes and extras. As you know, you can find our podcast on all the main platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Ask us questions and drop your comments via email. Our address is projectfia.rebelrated at gmail.com. And of course, we are also on Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA.